Welcome to the Industrial Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk about how to grow an industrial business, make more money, and the many failures and lessons learned along the way. I'm your host, Luke Binden, and I co-own a small manufacturing business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. There once was a countryman who possessed the most wonderful goose you can imagine. For every day when he visited the nest, the goose had laid a beautiful, glittering golden egg. The countryman took the eggs to market and soon began to get rich. But it was not long before he grew impatient with the goose because she gave him only a single golden egg a day. He was not getting rich fast enough. Then one day after he'd finished counting his money, the idea came to him that he could get all the golden eggs at once by killing the goose and cutting it open. But when the deed was done, not a single golden egg did he find, and his precious goose was dead. So if you're listening to this and you like my storytelling skills and you have a profitable business that is making good money, congratulations. Um, half of businesses fail within, I think it's two to five years. So you are sitting on a golden goose that lays a profitable egg for you every single year. So today I want to talk about what do we do with a hypothetical golden goose as it relates to business and having a business and whether to sell it, whether to let it cash flow, whether to work yourself out of the business, work on the business or in the business and some of the different things that I've thought through the last three years running my own business. So of course I went on uh, Google and typed in golden goose parable and it was that Aesop uh, parable that popped up and it kind of holds up with the metaphor there. Um, but I think the one thing that doesn't hold up is if you have a business, the golden goose, you can cut it open and actually find some value and sell it off. Um, interesting thing about selling a business is I think most business owners don't understand that their business isn't worth what they think it's worth. And especially if they are working, you know, 80 hour weeks and are basically completely dependent or the business is completely dependent on them to be working in the business that that comes with a massive discount when they try to go and sell the business off. And you're basically just selling the assets of the business and the systems and possibly, you know, intellectual property and customer base and all that. But the valuation of a business in general terms for small businesses is really just a multiple of EBITDA or profit and usually averages to three to five um, times your profit for a, a running year or whatever your fiscal year is. So it's not actually as much as you, you might actually think it is when you're thinking, oh, I've got a, a multi-million dollar business. Well, you know, that multi-million dollar business might only be putting out a hundred grand in profit and someone might only offer you about 300 grand and that's only going to get you, you know, a couple of years of, of life to live off of. So it's, it's good to understand like, Hey, I'm actually just selling the future profits of the business up front, which, you know, depending on what market you're in and, and the risk that's involved in the market, it could be a really good decision because the business might be headed to, 
uh, extinction because Google puts out a product that rivals yours or, you know, a competitor comes in and just destroys you. And you know, that might be the case. Um, on the other hand, you could have a really well insulated market with a good, you know, 10, 15, 20 years of horizon that you feel really comfortable about. And it's just really a matter of weighing the pros and cons of, of what you're trying to accomplish. I think for a lot of older business owners, it makes a lot more sense to try to sell their business, you know, um, quicker and not try to see how things play out if their business is doing well and is profitable, especially in the past like three years, because if someone comes in and does a valuation of your business, they're going to look at the past, you know, three to five years of historical, um, earnings on your business to determine how much it's actually worth. But I'll also point out that only 25% of small businesses that are listed for sale ever actually end up being sold. I think the other 75% just don't sell or shut down their doors. So the uh, hit rate there is not very good. And that's for businesses that are actively trying to sell. So on the flip side of that, I think there's actually a, a really good opportunity for buyers to go in and buy businesses. Um, but that's another talk for another day. So, you know, what are your plans after you sell? If you get a big payout for the business that you're running, is it enough to sustain you forever? Or do you have something else um, that you're planning on starting up after and getting all the money from this sale to go start? Um, whether it's in a completely different industry or you just want to go do something completely different, is that money going to be used towards that? Or are you just going to kind of try to ride it out on that big paycheck, which actually might not be as big of a paycheck after taxes and everything else that you think it is. Well, I'm here to tell you today that you should strongly consider the golden goose strategy. And basically the idea is that you've already done the super hard work. You've beat the odds. You've started this business. You've got your name out there. You've built a brand. You've got customers. You've got email addresses. You've got, you know, everything going from your bank account, credit, there's so many things that are so hard to accomplish that very few business owners business owners accomplish um, within a, a you know a few short years that just takes so much work to be done and you're selling all that all together all in once and then you're trying to restart with something else assuming that you're you know not retiring or whatever and you're going to go off to do something else you're selling off all those assets and just man hours of getting everything set up that I think you should explore not doing that and potentially figuring out a way to start up new businesses through the current business that you own or finance new businesses through the business that you currently own. And I think the best way to actually do this is to not be involved in the day-to-day business operations of the new business, but just to be kind of a backstop and a financial resource for that new business. So I'd like to tell you the story about how my current business, Gasquip, came about. And that story starts all the way back in 1954 with a company called Electrical Controller Products. 
And this small electrical distributor was in downtown Houston, in east downtown Houston, and served a lot of the local contractors and industrial companies um, just distributing electrical electrical controller products, like the name suggests. And in the history of the company, that actual company spun out, I want to say, three to five large multi-million dollar companies out from under it. And so the first one was a company called Sabre Power Services. And so basically this was a field service slash repair shop that was spun out up from under the electrical controller products name. And that company now is a uh, probably a hundred million dollar field service electrical testing company that serves all the U S and that all started from this small electrical (laughs) distributor in East downtown Houston. And the owners, you know, financed and helped get that separate entity, separate company off the ground and spun it out to what it is today. And fast forward another, I don't know, 40, 30 or 40 years after that, um, another company, ECP Solutions, is a rental company um, still in downtown Houston that serves customers like Sabre. Um, Sherm Co, a lot of these other big um, contracting power test organizations that want to rent power testing equipment. And that company was spun out of electrical controller products. And then the last three years, Gasquip, our company, was spun out of electrical controller products and basically was funding the first six months of our operations financially and kind of acted as like a backstop, a first customer, um, you know, provided great legal accounting and just general advice about products and market segments helped us get our customer lists, um, initially get connections within the, within the industry. And so this was all made possible because the first, organization, the electrical controller products organization was kept up with and kept running and the customer base was still being served and they could spin out these higher, higher risk, but also higher reward type organizations out from under it because the local distributor, um, electrical, you know, like contactors, relays, fuses, that kind of business only goes so far if you're just a local shop. But if you can spin out one of these um, highly leveraged type organizations and help finance it from the beginning, then there's a lot higher upside in in an organization like that. And you're not beholden to the um, institutional inflexibility that you normally have with like a, you know, 30 to 40, 50 year organization that's operated in a certain way with a certain procedure and certain bosses and certain culture, you can spin out something completely new with someone that is creative and has a passion for whatever it is or expertise for whatever it is, for whatever it is they're trying to go spin out. 
then it makes sense to spin out something completely new. So if this sounds like something you think could be possible, I think it might be something for you to consider. And I think it's good too for entrepreneurs to be able to scratch that shiny object syndrome syndrome itch that most entrepreneurs get without necessarily, you know, selling their business or shutting down their business and trying something completely new, but kind of building off the back of the momentum that they already have. But like I said, I think the best way to do it is to find someone who has expertise, who has the passion, the drive to completely start something new, to go and run this new business, obviously that you own percentage ownership in and, you know, let them run with it, but don't get yourself involved with just running two different businesses because that's just going to spread you thin and you're not going to grow either of them. So while it is a fact that all businesses will eventually sell or shut down, all businesses will eventually sell or shut down. And you should have systems and processes in place to where if you do need to sell, you can sell. But I think it is worth exploring how do I spin out a completely new organization almost as like an incubator, like a small business Y Combinator <laughs> with you as the personal investor and not you know giant venture capitalists. How do you make that happen? I think it's worth exploring. Real quick, guys, if you like this type of content, feel free to leave me a review down below. Uh, it really helps reach more people and hopefully spread a message worth spreading. I started this podcast because I wanted to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and also find other like-minded people that want to collaborate later on in our careers. So you can find me at LinkedIn at Luke Benden. Thanks for watching. Catch you on the next one. Bye.